Hi again, it's Alexis. If you missed last week's drop, I am the producer of For Colored Nerds, and I'm filling in for Brittany and Eric while they're on break. For Colored Nerds returns next Tuesday, May 10th, with all new episodes. But until then, I want to introduce another clip from another one of our favorite podcasts, The Washington Post, Post Reports. Post Reports is a daily podcast that covers everything from Elon Musk buying Twitter to dealing with mental health at work. But this clip in particular talks about how the student loan freeze helped Black women. On April 5th, the White House decided that they would extend the federal student loan payment pause for several more months instead of everyone returning to repayment in May. They will now have until the end of August. That's August 31st. Danielle Douglas-Gabriel covers the economics of higher education for The Post. So a big part of her beat is reporting on student debt. Federal student loan debt repayment has been on pause for two years. And now that's going to continue, at least through August. So for a lot of people who have been dealing with this debt for their entire adult lives, this pause during the pandemic has given them a glimpse of what life would be like debt-free. So I'd seen a lot of research that showed that Black women held the most amount of student loan debt. So I really wondered what would their life be like if they didn't have to make those payments? And the last two years presented the perfect opportunity to figure that out. So Danielle started talking to Black women to see what life was like for them without federal loans. Talking to a lot of the the women that were kind enough to share their stories, the first thing that they all said is they felt relief. They just felt like they could breathe and have a moment to themselves and not worry about this looming burden. My name is Alfie Coleman. I am 38 years old and I am located in Los Angeles, California. And the pandemic really allowed me to have rest, (laughs) like true rest. My name is Lamisha Brown. I am 35 years old and I am located in St. Cloud, Minnesota. So I was super excited about not having to pay back those student loans at that time and for us to be able to just focus on continuing to create some generational wealth. My name is Lisa Jackson. I'm 56 years old and I live in Odenton, Maryland. It felt like a reprieve uh, and yet it's still looming in the background. From the newsroom of The Washington Post, this is Post Reports. I'm Martine Powers. Today, life without loans, for now. So can you just give a sense of where we're at in terms of student loans and decisions by the government on holding off on people paying those loans? Collectively, there's about $1.7 trillion of student loan debt. The vast majority of it is federal student loan debt, meaning that the federal government originates the loans. So back in March of 2020, the Trump administration decided that while we were at the height of the pandemic and the economy was shut down, that they would make the decision to allow people to pause their payments. Now, when Congress got a hold of that, they codified it into law and made it automatic. So that meant that anyone who had a direct federal loan that was held by the federal government would essentially not have to make a payment. On this vote, the yeas are 96, the nays are zero, the 60 vote threshold having been achieved, the bill is passed. That's about 41 million people. Now, a good percentage of those folks were not making payments on their loans yet because they were in school or just about to graduate from school. And you're allowed a couple of months before you have to start making payment. But we're talking 
millions and millions of people who have not had to make a payment on their federal student loan in more than two years. So let's get back to talking about the burden that Black women have shouldered when it comes to these kinds of student loans. Can you describe a little bit more what your reporting has shown about how that's kind of a a disproportionate role in, in who we see grappling with student loans? A couple of things that are really important here is that a lot of Black women are pursuing advanced degrees. Now, whereas for undergraduate loans, there's a cap on how much you can borrow from one year to the next. With graduate loans, the federal government allows you to borrow up to the full cost of attendance. Now, that is going to increase your debt load. The other thing to keep in mind is the racial wealth gap, right? So Black women don't have the sort of resources that allow them or their families to foot the bill for their higher education. And as a result of that, they'll have to borrow more. And that's kind of why we're in this situation now where they're holding a disproportionately high amount of debt relative to their actual population representation within higher education. And what are the stakes or the consequences of that? There are a multitude of uh, consequences to that. We're talking about having that kind of debt as you're starting out early in your life and not being able to pay it down within a reasonable amount of time meaning past 10 years, which is the standard, is that you're oftentimes making a trade-off with saving for retirement, with being able to save for a down payment to purchase a home. And home mortgages and housing is still one of the largest investments for many people of color Mm -hmm. and generally for many Americans. And being essentially locked out of those two avenues of wealth creation kind of creates a situation where you may be perpetuating the same resource gap that created the problem in the first place. Listen to the full episode on Post Reports and make sure to follow them to stay current on the latest news.